Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Is L.A. Knight, brackets, yeah, the next guy? The yeah. fans in London certainly seem to think so. Yeah, the, I think there's like a there's a one-word answer you can give here. It might be some sort of, a, I don't know, catchphrase or something? Probably. Perhaps. Perhaps! That doesn't quite have the same ring, does it? No. No. Uh, maybe Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at one point will will commandeer his his catchphrase and just mm-hmm. do it the yep, yep, yeah, like that. Anyway, this is a SmackDown podcast here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast Channel. I am your host, the Mountie. Happy Canada Day, everybody! <laughs> I'm drowning in gimmicks today. So many gimmicks. One, two, three, four. Yes, of course. Today is Money in the Bank Day. Please tune into our live reactions later today. Because LIW holds all the gold. And by LIW, I mean me. LIW holds all the gold. I am LIW. And I hold all the gold. Well, we are. And we hold all the gold. That's how it works. I am the intangible. (laughs) You are the only intangible. You're going to become Roman Reigns, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean... I am your Quizzlemania champion uh-huh. once again. Yeah. I am your Jam That champion. Uh-huh. I will defend this title today at Money in the Bank. You will. So tune in to our live event, live reactions for Money in the Bank. Very exciting this afternoon for you Americans and Canadians mm. over there. Yeah. And this evening for us, hooray, um, a normal start time. And also you said defend the belt. It's yeah. not quite, I mean, challenge for it because I am your jam that champion. Absolutely uh, You're just not. refusing to give the, the belt back to me. Semantics, anyway. We're going to get into our SmackDown review here, but let us know what you thought of the show in the comments down below. Make sure that you like this video, subscribe, and enable notifications to always on so you never miss a podcast just like it. But we're going to get into our first topic, Mm. that being L.A. Knight. Mm. Yeah, because hot diggity dog. There were some things that could have been very newsworthy on this show, but Mm -hmm. for the most part, like the title matches didn't amount to a whole lot. There was some good wrestling, but... The biggest takeaway I had on this show watching it. Sorry, the gimmicks are falling off. (laughs) The biggest takeaway I had was, goddamn, L.A. Knight has made himself undeniable. Yep. And it is incredible to have seen because this is a guy who has gotten himself over organically without much help from WWE. It's kind of insane because he has not been in a story that I can pinpoint at all. Like, he was in the Bray Wyatt feud. Yeah. And he was not the focus of that feud by any means. But it wasn't as, good. No, it was not good. It was not the kind of feud that you would expect to get somebody over, much less the guy who's getting beat in that feud. Mm. But as. My lovely usual co-host, Sat Eniangi. I miss you, Sat. It'll be a few weeks before I see you again, sweet angel. He was always beating the drum that LA Knight was going to come out ahead of that feud. 
And again, I must reiterate, WWE did not do a lot to make that happen besides giving LA Knight time on the mic every week to be himself. And granted, that's more than they do for a lot of people because LA Knight took that ball and ran with it. And now he goes into SmackDown in London in the O2 and is, I don't want to say the biggest star on the show because you no one's as big a star as Roman Reigns on this show. But in terms of just getting the call and response reaction from the audience, he was like top two most over guys on this show with not a lot of wins to speak of as of late. He beat Rey Mysterio last week, which we talked about extensively on last week's podcast is like a huge step forward for him. But man, I don't know if he's going to win Money in the Bank, and that's not really the point of this exact discussion, but even if he does or doesn't, you got to go with this guy. Mm -hmm. You really do, because I think you don't get these opportunities that often where you can push someone that you think is good and give them big stories and give them big views and stuff, and they can get over that way if they are worthy of that kind of um, spot on the card. And people can respond to, oh, this guy's getting pushed and we like him. Great. When you get somebody as over as this who you're not pushing and people get behind them anyway, you need to listen to that and react and change your plans and go, okay, the crowd have told us this is what they want. We need to give it to them. Yep. And whether that is through Money in the Bank or other means, it looks like through the course of the show, which we'll talk about in a minute, LA Knight and Logan Paul program appears to be quite possible, I think, coming out of Money in the Bank. Uh, so whatever that means going forward, I think is a, a big step up for Knight from having nothing to feuding with Logan Paul yeah. is very good. Um, so it seems they're already going in that direction. And they've stopped, you know, piping in the booze over all the cheers. <laughs> so that's also another good sign. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they are already taking the first steps to start pushing LA Knight, but you need to, you need to really strap the rocket to this guy because people just want to see him. Yeah. And like the, the possibility of a feud with Logan Paul is a significant vote of confidence for LA Knight to yeah. be the guy that goes in there with the celebrity incoming guy who's, you know, very good, but still inexperienced, and you need a ring general to lead a match like that, that's a big vote of confidence. Not only be given the trust to do that in the ring, but mm. also having the confidence to be the star in the ring with that mm. guy. Yeah, It's a very good look for a guy like LA Knight, and if LA Knight was to win Money in the Bank, and this is a match for SummerSlam, that's pretty good. Like, yeah. LA Knight, Mr. Money in the Bank versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam. That For the briefcase, why not? Yeah, well, maybe. Because that, I think, limits who can win. Although, maybe not, but I'd rather not see LA Knight win the briefcase than lose the briefcase or something True. like that. Yeah. But either way, like that is a pretty big marquee match at that point. Yeah. Because as we saw in this segment, get to the actual review portion mm. of this show, Logan Paul was the, the guest on the Grayson Waller effect. And it's becoming a bit of a trend that I feel like Grayson Waller is always like the third least the third most important person in each of these segments i which, think he might have been like fifth yeah here. it's quite something yeah which is probably not what you want from the host of one of these shows maybe it is but regardless he's a new guy i don't get the point of the grace waller effect it's happy talk yeah full yeah. stop yeah you know? yeah it is it's miss tv yeah it's yeah. missed it's a a a austin theory live Oh, God. Forgot about that one. Yeah. They're all the same. Yeah. Regardless, Logan Paul is the guest on this show. He comes out and he says that he's going to win Money in the Bank. Mm -hmm. And he says that he is going to take that briefcase and he's going to finish what he started. Maybe he's going to go and take the world title off of Seth Rollins. Maybe he's going to finish what he started with the Tribal Chief. Or maybe he's just going to take that briefcase and beat LA Knight to death with it. Which is good, because, you know, the the generic thing for anyone who's in the Money in the Bank match is like, I could cash in on this champion, I could cash in on this champion, but then he specifically name drops LA Knight afterwards, so I'm like, okay, this is where the, the feud is actually heading. Yeah, it's a, it's a link mm. that is immediately followed up on, because LA Knight comes out, and again, the ovation this man gets is superb. It's massive. Absolutely colossal. He comes out, and he starts doing his usual spiel, you know, he says his name, the people chant with him, and they do, like, he will do 
just the L.A. Knight, and they will say yeah, as opposed to him doing the whole thing. So yeah. it's a real like call and response, mm -hmm. rock style, you know, uh, sing along type catchphrase. At this point, it's really yeah. good. He gets in the ring, and he says that you know he's he's the megastar, and. Logan Paul asks him what he's a megastar of because he was just supposed to be a manager when he showed up after having a 20-year uneventful career, which I thought was a good line. Very good line. You know, because at the very least, that's like something that's the 20-year the thing, that's heel shtick. But the supposed to be a manager, like that's something that's coming from a place of truth and mm -hmm. reality. Yeah. So that's a fun thing to play off of because obviously there were people at the top that didn't see anything in LA Night and what fools they were. But he then says, what were you a, a megastar of? And LA Night basically just gets the entire stadium of people to just do his catchphrase again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And then Logan Paul says some like, Poor follow-up line. Yeah. They, they, I can't even remember because it was so nothing. But then Santos Escobar joins them. And he comes out and he says, if they're not careful, you're going to get a Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank. Which I still think is funny because it makes it sound like he and Zelina are married. Which is not the case. Zelina and, is married to Malachi Black. And they are, their surnames are Money in the Bank. Yeah. I'm going to legally change my name to Mr. Money in the Bank. I do think it's funny that we haven't had like a couple win Money in the Bank before. You know, like I, I remember people yeah. somehow, like some people, I think going into the match, I think the going theory, <laughs> funny last year was that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch mm -hmm. might both win Money yeah. in the Bank, and you could have done that then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they both won the Rumbles, didn't they, in the same year? Yeah. Rollins and Lynch. Yes, but yeah, they so did. They, so they're done a couple's Rumble. Yeah. They just haven't done the, the couple's Money in the Bank yet. Yeah. yeah. Regardless, uh, this then brought out Butch, who got a big response, of course, and he ran down and immediately jumped Logan Paul. I quite like this. Just, just yeah. him sprinting will always get me, and just immediately... Like, there was, like, no pause. It was sprint into the ring, sprint through Logan. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was quite good, yeah. But this then led to our triple threat match between, Lo uh, not Logan Paul. God damn it. I could have said any name, and I said the <laughs> wrong one. Any other name, and not Logan Paul. Between Santos Escobar, L.A. Knight, and Butch. And this was a very good match, I thought. This was, like, NXT from 2021, mm. which, at the time, I was like, yeah, you know, NXT is a pretty good show. It's not what it once was, but, you know, I was probably complaining a lot about, like, Dexter Lewis and stuff every week. But Can confirm. I was there. Yeah. I mean, it was still better than, like, SmackDown was at that time, mm. but, my God, little did we know what was coming just around the corner, and I would have given anything for those days back. Yep. But especially, like, these three guys in particular were kind of the stars of that era mm. it was like when the undisputed era was kind of on their way out the very tail end of nxt and you had the mid card of nxt being filled with santos escobar cruiserweight champion pete dunn who was challenging for the nxt title at like vengeance day in 2021 and la knight who had that really fun rivalry with cameron grimes mm. over the million dollar championship yeah so getting to see these three guys have a triple threat match on smackdown i was like oh developmental did work in this case you know, it's nice to see stuff like that paying off on yeah. the main roster. Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. had a really fun match, mm. and Logan Paul gets wiped out near the end of the match, and this allowed Butch to hit the bitter end on Santos Escobar and get the win. Nice, like, you know, English boy wins the match in England type moment, and it made me believe thoroughly that he is not winning money in the bank. I wasn't really thinking he would anyway. None. Still hoping that he'll come out at the pay-per-view tonight and be like, Here's Pete Dunn, mm -hmm. And everyone go, yay! Because that would be really cool. But he then produced a ladder, and there was a bit of a, a skirmish over who was going to climb the ladder and pose with the briefcase, and Butch was the one who eventually unhooked the briefcase and held it up. And it was like, yeah, that's his moment for being home. You know? Yeah. Uh, what, what I really like about uh, the factor of LA Knight as part of this as well is that he's so over but not at the detriment of other people. Because mm -hmm. we've seen it sometimes where one person is over and therefore they hate everybody else. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, like, we saw it in, in on this show later yeah. with Bailey and Shotzi. Totally, right? Whereas like when Butch won, everyone was like, hey, Butch wins, amazing. It wasn't like, oh, boo, LA Knight didn't win, boo. Yeah. 
Um, so it was, yeah, it, it was still like, it was nice to see that the crowd were just kind of into a lot of people on this show and mm -hmm. across the whole show, you know, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns and the whole bloodline stuff and then Knight and Butch and like loads of people across the show. Bailey, obviously, across the show, people are into so many different people and the crowd was so hot for so many different parts that one didn't kind of eat into another one. Which is really cool. Uh, yeah. just, a, just a nice moment, because I've seen that go awry before. Indeed. I mean, it, it's not a shocker, but like when you have crowds like this, which are just, you know, not your, your American markets that get run every four months. Corpus Christi. Basically. <laughs> Corpus Christi. Lafayette, Louisiana. <laughs> Stuff like that. Like, there are crowds in the U.S. where... and. I don't want to blame them necessarily because, you know, SmackDown is not the most exciting show every single week by any means. But getting to go out and about and have... Oot and a boot. It is Canada Day after mm -hmm. all. And getting to do SmackDown from Montreal and getting that response for a guy like Sami Zayn. Getting yeah. to do SmackDown from London. Getting to go to different markets that don't necessarily get the TV show every single week. I think it's just a really smart thing that is also working very well for WWE with their live their premium live events this year. Where the only ones that have been in the United States, the continental United States, have been the big four pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. Every other one has been Elimination Chamber in Montreal, Crazy Good Crowd, Backlash in Puerto Rico, good crowd. The Saudi Arabia thing, which maybe not necessarily as good a crowd, but is definitely different. And a great show regardless. Great show regardless. Money in the Bank now in London. Mm -hmm. And it won't be until payback mm -hmm. that we see a B show in the United States. Yeah. And it just makes all of these other shows that much more meaningful and makes that show that we will eventually get more meaningful as well because these markets aren't being oversaturated yeah. with pay-per-view after pay-per-view after pay-per-view. Philadelphia and Chicago and all these different shows getting a pay-per-view every single year, they kind of just blend together at that point. Yeah. I, I think that is a a really easy and obvious way that I don't think we've like thought about before to cover for B-shows not being A-shows is yeah. have them with some sort of gimmick, that gimmick being... We'll go do an international show because yeah. then the crowd becomes the story of the show. Yeah, the and crowd becomes the gimmick. Of exactly, it. and that that's how you cover for it not being a Royal Rumble, a WrestleMania, or whatever, right? Uh, a SummerSlam, for example. So like that, it feels like it's just like a home run thing to do. Just keep taking it to international audiences. International audiences are going to love it because they get to finally go to a WWE show. Audiences are going to love it because they get to see really hot crowds in, like you said, locations that they haven't like mined too much, and. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So just do it more. That's what I'd say. And LA Knight should win. And LA Knight should win. Can't remember what show I mentioned this on. I think it might have been maybe our prediction show for Money in the Bank. When I was saying, like, WWE have been on, an, on a crazy good run for premium live events this year. Yeah. Like, they are. There hasn't the, been a bad one. There hasn't been a bad one this year. And I think the, the shape of this card tonight is looking real good. I think American Summer Sam's going to be pretty good, just with the potential stories that can come out of Money in the Bank. If they've got payback lined up, there's history with payback. You know, that's where Roman won his belt, you know. Uh, so, like, there's, there's, there's a lot of options for things this year. So we could be looking at one of the best years of mm -hmm. WWE pay-per-view slash premium live events in ages. Yeah, regardless of what happens on the TV shows and everything, I think when you have a year of really strong pay-per-views or premium live events or whatever, it makes people remember the year that much more fondly. Absolutely. And I think if they continue this streak that they're on right now, People will look back at 2022, regardless of whatever decisions were made of, you know, Cody losing or Vince coming back, selling the company and whatnot. And they'll think of it as a strong year for WWE, mm. just in terms of the quality of the content, just because of the pay-per-views. Yeah. And good on them, because... 2023, by the way. You said 2022. But that's I okay. don't know what year it is. <laughs> it's 2016 in my brain. That's so true. Yeah. you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're going to get into the rest of our SmackDown review here. As we kicked off this show with the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Pretty Deadly. I don't know why this wasn't on the pay-per-view. Mm. You know? Not 100% sure. I mean, if this was the match they were going to do on pay-per-view, like, I get it. Put it on TV. Because it wasn't, like, amazing. It was good. No. But, but I think you could have done more on a pay-per-view. Is there's the, that, is too. The point. Like, yeah. Because I can understand Triple H has kept his pay-per-views to a very limited amount of matches. Yes, good. Which is much much better. Don't get me wrong. And I would would prefer that over loading the card up with 10-plus matches every time. That being said, this feels like a match that would have meant more had it been on Mm pay-per-view. Would have had a higher potential to be great if it was on pay-per-view. Whereas here, it did just kind of feel like most other TV title defenses. And that's not saying it was bad by any means, but it did just kind of feel a little standard. Yeah. Simply good, as opposed to having the potential for being great. Mm -hmm. Because there were some fun things in this match, don't get me wrong. One thing that I particularly enjoyed was when they tried to use, pretty deadly that is, they tried to use the ring skirt to cover their face. Basically do twin magic, but, you know, with a ring skirt and just hiding their faces. Mm-hmm. And this was a spot that they did a few weeks ago that led to the finish. Very good. And then they brought it back here, tried to trick Sami Zayn when one of them raked the eyes and then put the ring skirt over their head as they swapped out. And the legal man went and rolled Sami Zayn up for a near fall, but he kicked out, of course. Mm-hmm. Not the finish this time, which was a nice little tidbit for those paying attention. I really like callbacks to that. Mm-hmm. I would have maybe... I don't know if I preferred it, but I was like, I thought that Sami Zayn was going to like be like, ah, I've seen them do this before. I'm not going to fall for this and mm-hmm. like catch them in the act or something like that. But it doesn't matter. Basically, what it was is just a callback to a match and a nod to those paying attention to matches, which is good because you want their fans to pay attention to the matches. 
But ultimately, Sami Zayn hit the huluva kick and won. Yep. Uh, with Owens hitting the stunner as well. Yeah. Very, very decisive victory. Uh, I thought this was uh, solid. Fun match. Uh, it was elevated by the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think if this had been an, on a non-London show, this would have been like, all right. Yeah. But with that crowd, it elevated it to pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, had good fun. I, I really like Pretty Deadly. I think they're so much fun. I, I get a massive kick out of their act. Um, I saw them like years and years and years ago. And when they made their entrance, I was like, they've got some. Mm. They've got some to them. I'm really, I'm really happy that they're getting to, to showcase that on a, on SmackDown now. I think it's pretty cool. I wouldn't ex- have expected them to to have like this big blow away amazing thing. I I have no idea of their like ceiling right now in terms of being ring capability because I don't know how much uh, experience they've had because their stint in NXT wasn't that long, all mm-hmm. things considered. Yeah. Um, so I don't From know. like last summer, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, because yeah. it was when NXT UK folded and everybody mm. came over. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but regardless though, fun little opener. Yeah. And I'm really glad that the London crowd were very into Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Because yeah. that makes me very happy when I hear the, let's go! I always get such a kick. Dan Layton was at uh, SmackDown last night and he sent me a video of the, the Sami Zayn entrance. I was yeah. like, oh, this was good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, you basically covered everything. This was a, mm. a solid little opener. Yeah. I am thankful every day that Sami Zayn has his music back. Mm. God, yeah. There's a lot of other people that I would like to see that happen to as well. Backstage. Walter, Walter. Be one of that's them. A, that's a big one. I really want that song back. Mm-hmm. Adam Pierce is backstage when the Brawling Brutes were upset about Solo Sokoa attacking Ridge Holland last week. And uh, Pierce wouldn't book a match between Ridge and Solo. Why? I assume because Solo was busy today because they'd already booked the Bloodline segment. But he just stood there. Yeah, he you did. Know? Yeah. It just, to me, feels like every so often Adam Pierce is like, well, I can't do that. Yeah. And no reason is ever given as to why. Yeah. Like, Bianca goes in there and it's like, I want a rematch. He's like, well, I can't do that. For what reason can yeah. you not give her a title match? Yeah. None of this is ever established. But anyway... He says that he will give Ridge Holland a match with Austin Theory instead, with the implication being if Ridge Holland wins, he gets a shot at the U.S. title. Yeah. And then we had this match. Yeah. Now, I have, I don't know, like, it wasn't necessarily too much that happened on this show, but I think this was just the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Because holy Jesus, God Almighty Christ, can I not stand Austin Theory on this show? (laughs) Like, it's really strange, because we were having a conversation on our way over here before Mm -hmm. we started the podcast. Yeah. We were talking about how Austin Theory, mechanically, I would say is a good wrestler. Yep. On the mic, I would say he is a good talker. Yep. But holy Christ, is he the most mediocre wrestler I think I've ever seen. I don't get it. The package is just nothing. And I hear people every day, like, I, people in the office will just be like, what, what do you think about Austin Theory? And Adam or Sullivan or you or whoever will just be like, uh, yeah, I like, I like Austin Theory. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And every time we bring this up, not to have a you people promo on the on the on the comment sep- section by any means, but there's always people who are just like I don't get what the hate is for for Austin Theory. Like he's he's going he's going to be great. He's going to do this, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired of waiting. Cause like this man, someone someone brought this up. I forget what show this was on. We got an ultra chat in about it. Might have been on the AEW podcast last week. But Austin Theory and MJF, granted, one is a mid-card title, the other is a world title. Sure. But MJF and Austin Theory won their titles the same time, like last November. Mm-hmm. Sure. And you would think that these are two dickish heels. Yeah. And their reigns could not be more different. Yeah. And you just think about that amount of time, really, is the comparison I want to make. Not because... They're the same because they're not. Obviously, they're on different levels and everything, and they're being booked incredibly differently. Mm. But 
you think about the amount of time that has passed when it comes to MJF as world champion yeah. in AEW. Because he has been on a very good run, having very good matches, cutting very good promos, having good stories. Brian Danielson, now with Adam Cole, everything. And then you think about Austin Theory. Mm. And what the dick has he done with this U.S. title? It's so strange to me. Like you were saying before, like I, I don't get why the bits that are good don't combine well. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, something just... Something is lost in translation. Something isn't working. And I don't get what it is. Because I think you can even draw more comparisons to MGF's title reign. You ready for this? is going to be a reach. And comments are going to be upset about this one. Uh, MGF has beaten a, a legend now in Hiroshi Tanahashi. Sure. Austin Theory beat John Cena at WrestleMania. Yep. Uh, MGF has defended the title in a big multi-man match, the Fatal 4-Way. Mm-hmm. Austin Theory defended his belt elimination chamber match. Mm-hmm. And yet, <laughs> it still doesn't feel like enough. Did you remember that he beat Cena? Because I forgot until I started bringing up these comparisons. Well, I remember because they never stopped talking about it on these shows. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like the one thing that people talk about when it comes to this reign, and that match sucked. That match was not good. And also, like, it didn't mean anything. Theory is exactly the same before and after that match. There's no change in Austin Theory before or after. It was... Very silly. That win means absolutely nothing. It was just something that they had on paper that they've wanted to do for like a year. What moment? Is just John Cena versus Austin Theory. And they brought John Cena in, buried Austin Theory on the mic, then had a crap match with him in the opening of WrestleMania. And then he went on his way, and Austin Theory has not benefited from it at all. Crazy. I'm sorry, but this match sucked. It wasn't great. It, it sucked. And, like, Ridge Holland is not somebody who has been showcased in a lot of singles matches. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his finish is, for example. It might be the running power slam, for all I know. Uh... Like, he went for a running power slam. I assumed it was a, a, a tribute to the British Bulldog in this match. But the crowd wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. He got, like, kind of a mild, like, oh, welcome home kind of pop because, mm-hmm. you know, Britain... But Britain. Britain, but like Austin Theory just get, got thrown around a few times and then hit Ridge Holland in the throat and then hit his rolling into the ring drop kick for the finish. Mm-hmm. And like all I've seen on Twitter today is just like, what are we doing? Mm. <laughs> because it's a weak match. It's a weak finish. And I don't think it's necessarily fair. And maybe it is. Maybe I'm just trying to save face with the guy. I don't know if it's fair or not to say that the reason that SmackDown is significantly worse after the draft is because we traded Austin Theory for Walter. Mm -hmm. And granted, one of those guys is having, like, the WWE Superstar of the Year run this year. Best thing on, like, every show. If he has a match, it's the best one on the show. Mm -hmm. But, oh, my God. Yeah. I I think there was was something there. Because Solo did the Swim and Spike to... Ridge last week, and then in this match, he hits him in the throat, he drags him across the ropes on the throat, and then I think he does his rolling drop kick, supposedly to his throat. You can't do a drop kick to the throat like that. He tried, because like Ridge sold it like he'd been kicked in the throat. So I think that was the space. Like that was the someone in the throat. That was the idea. I think that's what they wanted to do. Don't think it worked. To play devil's advocate, I think that's what they wanted to do. Which I think is fine in theory, it just didn't work. I've seen people on Twitter saying that this is the worst mid-card title raid they've ever seen. It's not great. I think that's a little strong. That is strong. Because I've There's seen been worse. I've seen Santino Morella defending this title with a snake on his on his on his a puppet, a sock on his on his hand. Yeah. You know, like I've seen some pretty heinous crap. But the point stands that this is appalling to people now. And I saw this and just went. Like, what are we doing anymore? Yeah. You know? know? What is the point? He's got no stories. Mm -hmm. He's got nothing. There are no running threads with this title reign. There's nothing to look forward to with the U.S. title. Can we have... I I don't even care if it's Bobby Lashley, because Lord knows we've seen that a lot over the last year. But can we just have someone beat this guy for the title? And then, sure, do a trio with him and Pretty Deadly and just have them in fun segments together, being dicks. I don't care. 
it just can't be the same thing we've gotten for the last nine months. I reckon you should have Butch win. Yeah. Give Butch Why a Why not? Anyway, I had a real bitch fit about this one. I just, I just can't anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not feeling it. Mm. I'm really not feeling not it. Not many people are. But we'll move on because Karrion Cross is backstage and he once again cut a spooky promo on AJ Styles. It was like, I beat you with three moves last week. Ha ha. And now we're going to wrestle again. And I still don't know why these two are feuding. It's a spooky feud, but this time about chess. Ooh. I don't have it. I, I've blown my load on this episode of SmackDown. I've got nothing left in me to complain about Karrion Cross, but, like, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get Whatever. It. Yeah. But then we had some fun because Bailey came out, mm. and London loves them some Bailey. Bailey defeated Shotzi. In order to remain in the Money in the Bank match, I mm-hmm. was slightly worried that Shotzi was going to win this Same. match. Same. Yep. You know, because, I don't know, she was in the Money in the Bank match last year. Mm-hmm. Seems something plausible that WWE could do. Yep. But. More dissension between Bailey and EO. Exactly. The of the match, you know, things like that. Instead, the crowd sang the Hey Bailey, hoo ha, I want to know, whoa, 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 if you'll be my girl song for the entire match. Yep. There was like. Maybe one minute, and it probably wasn't even one minute. It was probably like 30 seconds where people just kind of like faded it out, had to catch their breath, and then one guy did it again. They were like, <laughs> right back to it. Yeah. And it, be- it, did- it did basically mean that Shotzi was the heel in this match. Pretty much, yeah. And not in the psychology of the match, because Eosky still put Bailey's foot on the ropes and kept Bailey from losing the match, which mm-hmm. then led to Shotzi grabbing her by the hair, pulling her onto the top rope, and then getting hit with the rose plant. Rose plant? Rose plant. Rose plant. Yeah. Uh, and getting pinned. So she wasn't playing the role of the heel, but she was the one who was not the baby face because she yeah. wasn't getting cheered here because everybody loves Bailey. Yep. So I do like the the storyline thread that EO and Bailey can't get on the same page, mm-hmm. but EO is still trying her best. Yes. Elo, Elo is still competent yes. as a second in these matches, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of the time it doesn't necessarily go that way. Yeah. Uh, on the other side, mm-hmm. backstage right after this match, I thought was hilarious because Shotzi just like comes in and is like, hey, "I'm not finished with you," and she like throws one punch, and they just get beaten to hell. <laughs> They just gang up on her and go, okay, you want some of this? They just beat her down, suplex her on what I believe was the makeup table, Mm -hmm. and then grab a pair of scissors and cut off a big chunk of Shotzi's hair. And I get being overcome by rage. But what was Shotzi's plan here? I don't know. Did she think this was going to go well for her? I think think as well, if you're going to be overcome by rage, maybe you don't come in and start verbally accosting people. Maybe you just come in and start punching. Yeah. Maybe that would have sold it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but. It, I just don't feel a lot of sympathy towards no. this person that's just had, you know, her hair cut off mm. because she's a stupid baby face. Yeah, it's a stupid baby face. Would you like to know a fun fact? I would. Tempest. Um, there's apparently reports that the men's money in the bank match is going to be opening the show. Fine. Uh, which means that the women's money in the bank... Uh, according to our predictions, it's going to be on our uh, live reaction stream later for the Jam in the Jar briefcase. That's going to be the women's Money in the Bank mm-hmm. match is going to be one that determines the winner of that. Um, if that is true and the men's Money in the Bank match opens. Um, do you want to know who's got Bailey? Who? Two-time Jam in the Jar holder, Lou Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's uh, a chance? I think there's a good chance. There's a good chance, I think. That you know? Bailey could win, and I think she could screw over you. It's kind of the process. Um, I really want to see it. I, if Luke wins again, we're going to have to... We need to... We need to... Put down some ground rules for something. He's not allowed have, to, to pull the names anymore. Because uh, we, we can't have two Jamble winners... Two back-to-back years and three Jam in the Jar winners being the same person. That's not okay. We're we're built on some sort of of like satanic cult <laughs> ground that's putting some some witch magic yeah. on here. No, not to throw shade at witches. Dating a witch, of course. 
Anyway. Almost got yourself in the doghouse there, mate. Yeah. Jesus. Anywho. Can't, uh, can't badmouth the good name of, of witchcraft. Mm. But, yes. Anywho, we move on because... Oscar defended the champion, the WWE Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair, uh, but not before AJ Styles did a return promo to Karrion Cross, right. where he said, this. "Hey, Scarlett was mean, but don't worry, Mia Yim's here." And everyone went, "Yeah, we know. She was in the match last week. What are we building to, Pete? They just did the intergender match, <laughs> the mixed tag." Why does he have Mia Yim as backup? She was his backup last week, Pete! <laughs> I can't handle this show. Thought you pulled your load already. Goodness me. I got it back. Yeah. Anyway. Now it's blown again. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Charlotte and Asuka. Mm -hmm. As soon as this wasn't the main event of the show, I was like, well, we're getting some sort of shenanigans. Which, again, was pretty clear over the last few weeks of Bianca Belair being like, I'm going to be at ringside. Yep. And then Adam Pearce was like, don't you do that. And she went, I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. And then sure enough, Bianca Belair caused the DQ in this match. Yep. After very clunky work, I must say. It yeah, it wasn't, wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. This yeah. match, they, they didn't quite seem to be on the same page. And we know that these two are both independently very good wrestlers, and they've worked well together before. Yeah, WrestleMania. Yeah. I just think like there was a bit, bit of miscommunication or something in this match. They just weren't quite clicking. Yeah. At one point, this would have been considered by some to be the greatest women's WrestleMania match of all time. I think it has since been surpassed. I agree. And topped, especially this year. Mm. Um, but yeah, they just weren't really on the same page. They were a step off from one another. Mm. And this match ended in disqualification. It did. So triple threat incoming, possibly sure. at SummerSlam. Nothing's Probably. been announced for today's show. So I was hoping they would run it back and have a really good championship match on this show. Another mm -hmm. thing to look forward to for our lovely live event. But SummerSlam, just around the corner. Yep. Also, also suitable, I suppose. Mm -hmm. It is a big match. And I would very much like to see Bianca and Charlotte wrestle because they've not really done that with each other very much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, my, note, my notes for this match are, where's Bianca? There she is. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and that was it. And then just Bianca interferes and stands tall. Yeah. And she yeah. does. She hits KOD onto the announce table on both of them, which yeah. is very cool. Good, good. Like closing spot of, mm. a, of a of an angle, but yes. that that was sort of the point of all this, and not yes. the championship match that had been advertised for three weeks. Yep. But we move on to our main event segment mm. because it was, of course, the bloodline. Roman Reigns only either opens or closes these shows, of course. And Roman Reigns comes out, comes down to the ring, and says that he is the one. They are. We the ones, but he is the one. The only one. The only one. And people are chanting Roman sucks. And he says that, you know what sucks is people stabbing you in the back, family stabbing you in the back. He says that he's been like a father to these children. He's been the one that needs to give them chance after chance after chance because that's what you do as a father. This is what you do as a tribal chief. And he wants the Usos to come out and bow down, acknowledge him, and we can get past this. So the Usos come out. And they're they're amped up. They're, you know, juking and classic jiving. Usos. Yeah, classic Usos. They come down to the ring, and well, not to the ring yet. They they make it down through the entranceway, which was not the usual SmackDown entranceway, of course. Very cool setup, by it's the way. Very cool set. Big I fan. love any time they just have a varied set. I don't. And it's not even like a cool set. It's just different, which makes it good. You just have like the the curved. Entrance. It's like the, it's like the Rumble. It was like the Rumble, way. yeah. Where I think it was this year where they had the Rumble set. Mm. And literally, it's just because all the WWE sets are the same now. Mm. So like, you see something different, and you're like, ooh, I like it. Mm -hmm. Or they just had different sets, you know? Yeah. Uh, anyway, they come down to the ring, and the Usos say, like, we don't want back into the bloodline. Nope. We don't want to be tribal chief. I'm good off that. But... When was the last time Roman Reigns was pinned? And they say three years ago. And it was actually longer than that. It was almost four now. It's Close to December four. 2019. Three and a half. was the last time he was pinned. And he comes down. And Jimmy says, I don't want to be tribal chief. Jay, I don't want to be tribal chief. But we know that when you get pinned at Money in the Bank, you won't be the tribal chief anymore. Which doesn't fill me with confidence about 
the Usos winning this this match. Their live live reaction, live predictions. But they say that they know someone who would have their vote. Because mm. he says, like, the family's talking. And I've been waiting for the family to play into this storyline more. Mm-hmm. Like, we thought that there was going to be a, a congregation of Rikishi, the Wild Samoans, whoever was going to be there for Ro- Roman Reigns' 1,000-day celebration. That just didn't happen. But fair enough. But I've been waiting for that to play into this story. And they said that the people are talking. And they said that the Usos have a vote as to who would be the next tribal chief. And they heavily imply, they look at Solo Sokoa. And Roman Reigns bursts out laughing. Like doing a pantomime, choreo, like, ho, 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 kind of laugh. And then he notices that Solo Sokoa is kind of like, he was stood like this with his arms crossed. And then his arms kind of go down to his side. He kind of tenses up. And Roman Reigns all of a sudden stops laughing. And he's mm-hmm. like, whoa. Oh, he's serious. Uh-oh. That's not good. Yeah. And he's like, ah, enough of this, enough of this. Ah, cut this crap out. He, he, this one's loyal. And he, Roman, and he, Jay, get up on the, one gets on the apron, the other's in the ring. And they're yelling at each other off mic. And Jay's starting to look like he's going to that place where he's like, he's been abused. He's kind of shutting down. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's getting yelled at by Roman and everything. And finally, Jay puts his hand in Roman's face and pie faces him. And Roman does like a full 180, full 360, turns back around, gets super kicked by Jimmy. They all brawl because immediately Solo then runs and attacks Jimmy. Jay mounts Roman and starts doing a ground and pound beatdown, which was great. People really came alive for that because that was like the aggression's now being let out. It's not just like a kick. You hit the super kick. You hit your move. But now it's like he's letting it out. And this brawl continues. Security comes out to try and break this up. Super kicks. Throwing security guys around, it continues. And finally, I think it was Jay hits a dive over the top rope, and the show ends. So this is your lead-in to Money in the Bank tonight over who's going to win. You know, At least now it feels like there is a little bit of like stakes mm. to this, where it's like, well, Roman, if you lose, oh, you're not going to have the confidence of the family and everything. I don't know if that's going to happen. I have no idea what this finish is going to be, but it does add some intrigue into this. Because I think there's also the chance that they pin Solo Sokoa. I think there is a not distinct Roman Reigns. That. Uh, so that Roman, and I think that they could even play that into the match where like things aren't looking too good for him. Roman looks like he might even be like about to be pinned, might do like a close near forever, and Roman just leaves and mm-hmm. leaves Solo Sokoa, and then that's further dissension between Solo and Roman with all of this stuff that's being teased, and also Roman's like, well, I can't be pinned. And he can claim that, like, well, I didn't get pinned. Yeah. I'm still the tribal chief. You haven't pinned me. And then that can lead to, hopefully, Jay versus Roman and Jay wins. Please, thanks. Well, I don't think Jay's going to win this. I want Jay to win. I want Jay to win. I want Jay to, win. I I want Jay to beat him. Uh, I have one other note from this show, and that's that Wade Barrett said that he went on a pub crawl the night before and visited every pub in London. Every pub in London. I need to see someone create, like, a map. Mm-hmm. of what the most express route would be yeah. to systematically hit every pub in London. Yeah. Because that's statistically, like, impossible. I, you can't do it in a day. You, ju- you just can't. Could you even do it if, like, you literally just went there, walked in, and walked out? Like, didn't order a drink? I don't know if you could. London's quite big, you know, and there are quite a lot of pubs. So I'm told. Yeah. So, I don't think you could. No. 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 What a liar, Wade Wade Barrett. Barrett Lied to us. You big stinky liar. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I see what you did there. Mm. Anywho, that will bring our review of SmackDown to a close. Yeah, it was like a good show. Good show. I really like the LA Knight stuff. Mm -hmm. I like the Bloodline stuff at the end. I did not like Austin Theory. Nope. The women's match was whatever. The Bailey stuff was fun. Like Bailey and a good opening tag to start the show. Mm -hmm. I gave this in my edited review a three out of five, but it was like a high three, a respectable three. Yep. I agree with that. I think it was pretty good, pretty solid. Yeah. 
And that is about to bring our review of SmackDown to a close. But before we get out of here, make sure, of course, that you tune in later today for our live reactions live from the Long Arm Pub and Brewery as we and a bunch of our fans watch Money in the Bank live. It's going to be at a regular time for us. Yippee, I get to go home and sleep. And I go to Canada the next day. Oh, Canada. I'm very excited for that. I'm going to retain this uh, here championship. Nope, because I'm the champion. I'll be defending it and successfully retain. No, no, no. No, no, no. Anyway, also make sure, of course, that you check out our new show on Parts Fun Known airing today. That, of course, is the AEW Fight Forever Road to the Elite Mode starring Pete Quinnell, Luke Owen. Luke Owen. (laughs) And Lori Blake. I don't know where my hands go when I'm doing these plugs. That, of course, is sponsored by THQ Nordic, so we thank them very much for that sponsorship. It's a very fun show. I've seen the first episode. It's very fun. It's a very fun little game, and Luke Owen likes it very, very much, even if he didn't get to play as Aubrey Edwards. Mm. But that will do it for today. I'm gone for two shows after this. Yeah, you are. Thank God going to be me next week. Me and Sat. Yeah. Next Saturday. Sat E-Day. Sat E-Day. Very excited for that. Have a lot of fun doing that. Mm. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. Make sure, of course, that you've liked this video. Subscribe if you haven't already and catch us back in a few hours for Money in the Bank. I'm defending this championship. Not correct. I don't care what this man says. It's LIW for life. LIW holds all the gold. Yes, we do. I am LIW. Mm. Goodbye and good night for life, bang. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.